I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Hey, welcome back to the Kate and Mike Show. Happy 2017. This is Kate. No. This is Mike. (laughs) This is Kate. And we're so excited to be back with you with a new year. However, when we're recording this, it is not yet 2017. And today, we're going to be sharing some of our favorite moments of 2016 with you. But first, do you want to talk about... I do. I want to talk about... sponsor of this podcast? Yeah. Well, it's not really a sponsor, but I do want to talk about something I'm really excited about. All podcasts have sponsors, so I want to have a sponsor. <laughs> we will Our, have a sponsor eventually. We, okay, this. Okay, I'll do the ad. Ready? Okay. This podcast is brought to you by Kate and Mike because we've paid for the production of it, and this is something that we're doing. At this time, we are self-sponsored. However, we welcome offers for sponsorship. Ooh, putting it out there. Putting it out there. So... I'm really excited about something that is happening January 19th, and it is free. It's called the Do Less Experiment. It is a 14-day experiment to test out the theory that I have long had, and that I bet you have too, some inkling somewhere, that in order to have more, we don't actually need to do more. In fact, we need to do less. We live in such an overstimulated, over, you know, just too much information, too many options, too much of a to-do list kind of society. And this January, rather than all of us becoming our skinniest, most action-oriented, most fabulous, most productive, you know, most spiritual, whatever selves, why don't we just do less? Let's see what would happen. So go to do less experiment.com. Join me and hopefully tens of thousands of others for the do less experiment. It's going to change your life. I'm pretty sure of it because actively taking some of the things off my plate that I'm going to share with you during this experiment has changed my life and also Mike's as well. And doing less is a huge focus of ours moving forward. And that's what I want to invite you to. So I'm really excited about it. I like it. Small disclaimer, it won't change your life unless you decide to change your life. That's true. Yeah. It will change your life if you do it. Correct. Or do less, as if it were. If you want your life to be changed, or if you want to do something different. If you don't, that's okay. That's also true. Either way, join yeah. me. Do com. Yes. This video will be coming out before what this we podcast. can call... Nope. Oh. This podcast will be coming out on January 2nd. Yes. No. January 3rd. 3rd. On January 4th, Kate's State of the Union, or what is it? State of, what are you calling it? It's the State of the Union for Mom Entrepreneurs. Okay, so State of the Union for Mom Entrepreneurs comes out on January 4th. So that'll be on com. That'll also be on Facebook, etc. Keep an eye out. So you'll see there, and it just explains more that Kate shared with the Do Less Experiment. I and I think, cool. to be perfectly honest, it's one of the things that I've created ever in my life life, my work life that I'm the most proud of this particular video. Nice. So check it out. It's good. Let me know what you think. It's great. I love it. 
Okay, so okay. now on to our favorite moments of 2016. So I really love this practice. I would recommend you do it as well. A couple of years ago, my mom and my sister and I stopped giving each other Christmas presents because it had just, we had whipped ourselves into such a frenzy. It always became about like, oh, did I get enough? And we were rushing and it was like, we never felt like we did enough. And so we just decided to stop with the gifts. And it felt so spacious and so awesome. We saved a lot of money. We saved a lot of time. We saved a lot of stress. And what we did instead is we wrote out some of our favorite moments with each other from the year. And we wrapped them up on a little piece of paper and we put them in each other's stockings. And these are also known as favorite frames. Like a favorite frame would be a moment, like a snapshot in time. And I learned this about favorite frames at Mama Gina School of Womanly Arts with my friend Regina Thomas Hauer. So these are, I'm going to just call them some of my favorite frames of 2016. It's a wonderful way to digest an experience and to help yourself to really embody it so that you don't feel like you're just rushing through life and never feeling like you ever actually did anything, enjoyed anything, or were actually experiencing anything. Cause that is a syndrome that we have. And so taking a moment and doing your favorite frames is a way to digest and experience. So you're really getting every last morsel out of your delicious life. So Mike, do you want to start? Sure. That was a good explanation. Thanks. I would have just said, these are some of our favorite moments from 2016. Yeah, but I want to tell people, you know, why? I understand. Yeah. I got it. This is not fluff, people. This is important stuff. But, like, we didn't... When we initially did this podcast, that wasn't the... The objective was just to write learnings or something like that from 2016. So, I didn't know we were doing favorite frames, but now I do. Okay, so one thing that I would say... Since we're recording this on December 29th, would be... You don't eat a scoop of almond butter while you're trying to take your vitamins at the same time. <laughs> that I just realized a <laughs> minute and a half ago, right before we started recording this podcast, I took a bite of almond butter and then I tried to swallow my vitamins at the same time. That doesn't work. So, Is that one of your seven? No. no, no. <laughs> that was disgusting. We each had seven. We wrote down seven here. We I don't, actually wrote down nine, but I... We were not... We didn't share these before we started recording. So we're surprising each um, other. So this is a big surprise. See how tuned in. Let's see if we overlap. I think it'll be interesting. Number, I'll start at the bottom. I'm going to start from number seven and go to number one. Okay. Number seven is I wrote, I am a great dad. I am a very great dad. I'm proud of myself on that. I don't have a lot of favorite. I mean, of course I have favorite frames around it, but I just like things that I take away from 2016. That's I'm good. I'm a great dad. You are a great dad. Do you want to say one specific way for our listeners just because, you know, people might be wanting to improve their, can I say? Yeah, you should brag about me. I'm going to brag on Mike. So one of the things that's so amazing about him, and this is like my favorite frame times a million from the year, is that Mike is an early riser and he's also an amazing dad. And so often, at least a couple times a week, I get to sleep in, I bring Penelope out after I've nursed her in the morning and I give her to Mike and he takes care of her for a couple of hours in the morning while I sleep. And it's awesome. Probably like five times a week. (laughs) This week has been a lot of times because I was sick, but I don't know. I would say more like two to three. We can start keeping track if you want. It's several. Yeah. It's usually Saturday and Sunday, which I'm okay with that. It's fine. I'm actually, it's okay and I'm not okay. So yeah, I mean, I like the time with Penelope in the morning, but I really, really like my 
alone time to myself in the morning. And I think I've talked about this earlier on the podcast. It's one of those things I've been adjusting to where it's like if I wake up, you know, sometimes I wake up at 4 a.m. to work. But then guess who wakes up like half an hour later? Penelope. Right. So then she's up. And so it kind of irritates me because I'm like, just sleep until six. Like if you could just sleep until six, that would be great. Well, she anyway. slept until eight yesterday, yeah, which was once out of 15 months, once out of 15. Months. Anyway, so that's one of the ways that you're an amazing I'll dad. That, though, you also one of my favorite frames is listening to you make Penelope laugh. Like the way oh, nice. that you, I think that we did this exercise slightly different, but that's totally fine. I wasn't talking, um, like I shared about my life. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I think we're just a little bit You're different. just writing about how awesome I am. So um, and like the way, just when you're like kissing her belly or like wrestling with her or whatever, she just loves you so much. And it is the greatest thing to just watch how much fun you guys have together. And I love it. And even just today when you were, kind of like Mike does this thing. Penelope's pretty small. She's not even 20 pounds yet. And so Mike does this thing where he's sort of like almost doing bicep curls with her and rolling her up and down his arms and then giving her raspberries on her belly. And it's really funny. And she loves it. And she just squeals with delight. We did do this different because you started this off by favorite frames and I did like whole subjects. So that's fine. You know, or anyway, you are definitely an amazing dad. That was one of my favorite frames connected to one of your takeaways from 2016. Great. You want to go? Sure. Another one of mine was Mike and I, and this is like connected to a lesson during a launch project in our business this year, we really realized that we have not been, we had not up until that point been valuing ourselves enough. And we had been putting ourselves one down in terms of like in relationship to some of our teachers. So we were sort of doing a one up, one down, putting people on a pedestal thing. And we really realized that in order to step into the next level in our business, it was going to be super important to value ourselves and stand shoulder to shoulder with some of these teachers as opposed to one up and one down. And so we went down to the beach in front of our house And we literally drew a line in the sand. It was a line in the sand ritual. You know, here's the thing about rituals. Everybody made them up. I remember this is probably going to offend somebody, but possibly my (laughs) mother-in-law. Hi, Michelle. (laughs) But like I went to a Catholic mass and I was so amazed by, I had not been to one before growing up and I was so like, there's the incense and they were throwing water on us and and the singing and stuff and just all the different rituals. And I was like, you know, what's so amazing about this is it's a, you know, thousands of year old religion. And at some point one day, somebody made this up, like just the same way I make up rituals with Mike, like drawing a line in the sand to step over that line and decide we're going to start taking ourselves more seriously from a business perspective, like from this moment forward, we're drawing a line in the sand and this we're stepping into this. Somebody also created the rituals of those swingy thingies with the incense Incense. and the flinging water at people. And just super annoying, you know? Yeah, it's amazing. So I think the rituals are incredible. I'm a big fan of ritual. And I mean, I don't know why you would offend people. Like that's what religion is. Just because I'm saying at some point somebody made it up that might offend somebody. I'm just saying because some people we're not going to get into it. Let's do it. I think we should. <laughs> well, the I'm reality just is like some people might have it in their heads more that like, like some people may believe that like God ordained certain rituals. And I believe that God works through us. And so a human being at some point made all of the stuff up that's done in the churches everywhere. And that, 
you know, we sit around the kitchen table at my mom's doing like she makes that stuff up or the astrologers that write the blog about it, make it up. Correct. So that's why I'm saying I might offend somebody. Oh, yeah. I mean, but I it's, agree with you know, you, different like, belief systems. But all I'm saying is we are off on a tangent. I'm bringing it back to our line in the sand ritual. What I want to tell everybody, <laughs> what I want to tell you listening is that we all have the power to create the rituals in our lives that create meaning. And so you don't have to wait for somebody else to create some sacred moment where you can have some sort of transformation. So Mike and I decided to go down to the beach, do the line in the sand and literally say some sort of incantation about taking ourselves seriously and valuing ourselves. And from this moment forward, and here we go. And we held hands and we literally stepped over the line in the sand where we would up our self value. And I really felt a difference from that moment on and things started to shift in our business. So that was one of my favorite moments from 2016. Yeah, that kind of leads into, I would say, my number one moment that I wrote down. There was a shift in our business, and it also led us in from July to October, and our life was pretty challenging. And we probably talk about this later on a different podcast, because it's like a whole separate segment to itself, when the time's right. right. I'll write that down. But I think that process of stepping over where... You could think to say, okay, when you turn pro or as we basically took it off a book called Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield. And we decided to step across that line that says like, this is our turning pro moment together in business. And we could say, you know, the initial thought might be, okay, now we're going to make more money or it's going to be easier or something like that. And the reality was it actually got a lot harder and it became a lot harder between the two of us. It was a little bit more challenging with Penelope as well, just like being new parents and being business owners and working together and et cetera. So I wrote that for my number one thing was like, we really, you know, we seeked out some help from therapists. We sought out some help. Or we sought out some help, seeked out. I guess we didn't seek out anything. We sought out some help from a therapist guy Mm -hmm. and David Coates. Yeah. David Coates. Shout out. Great. Thank you. And we graduated, you know, a couple of weeks ago. He was like, just let me know when you guys need to talk again because we're good to go. And it's true. I mean, we, we really work through some hard stuff. And it was like stuff you carry that is your upbringing. And then you learn along the path of life and you learn it from school as well as, you know, everyone you get to this point. Right. So you just you start to take all these different things in your life that develop who you are at this moment in time. And it was causing a little hiccups in our marriage and in our relationship and then in our business. So it was pretty interesting that we that turning pro moment took place in, let's say, March, I think. And then from July until October was a real kind of uplifting and rock and roll roller coaster ride is a good way to put it. Yes, it was. Yeah. But the tough part made it so much better. Yeah. And at this point now in December, like I feel so much clearer and so much better. And it's almost like I kind of have the same energy that when we first were together in 2011, you know, that type of fresh energy in our relationship. And it's exciting because I feel that even working and doing our game planning over the last three days, I kind of feel like that's where we're back to, to a certain degree, but at a higher level. Correct. We didn't go backwards. We went forward, but yes, upward spiral. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, honey. So that was my number one that I first wrote down. Okay. Well, ours are so different. So my... Well, we're uh, two different people. I know. It's really interesting how we did this. My favorite 
another favorite moment of 2016 was taking Penelope in the ocean for the first time. And I would take her down to the beach in the afternoons and I would just swim with her and like splash around in the water and she would giggle and we would just stare at each other. And she had this cute little sun hat and I would take all of her clothes off and her little bum would be out. And it was so cute because I was trying to help heal her eczema with the sun and just update is her skin is like doing phenomenally well. Things are really improving, which is great. And just like having that time to be present with her and just being skin on skin with the sun on our skin and being in the ocean and the positive ions of the ocean air. And yeah, I'll just, I'm so grateful for that time to be with her and just to be the two of us. And then the times when you would come down with us too. I loved that. Nice. Well, that was my number two. I talked about Penelope and her skin was doing so much better, you know, and it's been a lot of fun, you know, having Penelope, but the skin hurt with her eczema breakout has been really, really challenging and hard because it's just been a, it's crazy. So let us know, you know, you can just tweet me at Kate Northrup or at Mike J Watts if it would be helpful. I don't know if anybody cares, but we could do an entire episode on our journey with Penelope's skin in case it would be educational for any other parents dealing with baby eczema. I think it's just, it could be a whole thing on health, you know, like big health changes that we've done ourselves, but even go into there. I think we could do one. On anyway, that. if people are interested, just let us yeah. know and we'd be happy to record. So that. it is, I wrote down, you know, her skin has improved greatly in the last month and a half and it's been a lot better because she used to, you know, Penelope even still to this day sleeps with socks on her hands because even we were at home with, or we were in the woods with our friends, Liz and Mo, and their daughter was walking around naked. You know, they have a 15 month old, 15, 18 month old, and they like were changing clothes, et cetera. And they came out with diaper on or no diaper on. And there, her skin was so clear. Just my initial reaction was just like, it's so weird to see a baby with clear skin. Like, I don't even, this is the first time in Penelope's life that I can really say like, probably the skin's clear it's 80 percent there yeah and it's really and we still have a little bit of work to do but yeah i wrote that number two that's like a really profound moment of 2016 that i was really grateful for and as kate said like a baby's bum like you said you were talking about the bum cutest thing in the world it's so tiny it's like so small and then their bellies get so big because they're like balancing out from walking like it's the funniest like babies are funny toddlers are funny they have these huge bellies and then this tiny bum you know it's like an old man who's got like the huge beer belly like there's baby beer, beer bellies you know or baby milk bellies or i guess they're not yeah. beer bellies they're milk bellies but yeah it's so funny like how the human form is developed it's pretty crazy it is anyway. amazing it's so cute Okay, um, my next one is how amazing it was to take my first trip away from you and Penelope to New York City. I did that in September with my friend Sarah, who is a dear friend here in Maine. I met her. We met her and her husband at breastfeeding class. And we went to Regina Thomas Howard's book launch for Pussy in New York City, which is an amazing book. It was an incredible event. And we managed to like leave Maine, leave our babies with our husbands. We got all dressed up. We wore high heels. We stayed in a hotel. We went to Air or Iray or whatever you want to call it in Tribeca. It's this amazing ancient baths soaking place. 
And we totally like self-cared it up. We went to dinner at 10 o'clock at night and it was awesome. And it was amazing to me how fast I was, you know, realized I was at the airport and I was like, oh yeah, here I am. Like I got back to my pre-mom self so fast and realized she was just there below the surface. And it was an incredible experience to make the decision to leave my baby, go do something completely for me. It was not work-related. It was totally for my own pleasure. And to have my friend Sarah decide totally last minute, like when she saw me write about the book in my blog, she was like, I feel like I need to go to that. And I happened to have an extra ticket. And it was just like so divinely orchestrated. It was one of the most fun nights I've had in a really, really long time. And I just loved how close to the surface my other, my non-mother self was. Yeah. So that was definitely a huge favorite moment. That was great. I will build off the community aspect to say I started in November. They're called Do Man Shit Night. So it's me and a bunch of buddies who most of them have children and wives and or wives or one wife. So they would be married (laughs) with one. Yeah. That sounded weird. One wife per man. Yeah. 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 We're in Maine. Yeah. So first night we went bowling and then the second month we went and played poker. And then we're going to continue this come 2017 because we are all having a good time. And it's just like hanging out with like some dudes for three to five hours one night a month and it feels really good and we're all like super grateful three for it. to five hours i know poker i was texting mike at 10 15 i was like hello where are you yeah but i'm so glad you do that so and what's so that cool you do that because i never text you when you go out because to be like, i when can't are you sleep home? when you're not home and you are passed out on the couch at like seven o'clock at night yeah I also love that all the other guys are like so excited about it, that you've really created something that everybody wanted, but somebody just needed to step up and do it. Yeah. I just got to figure out what we're doing in January. So anyway. Okay. What's next for you? What's next for me is our first night away that you and I took together. We hired a babysitter and it was just before Thanksgiving. Penelope's sleep had completely fallen apart. We were back to like newborn territory, three to four wake ups a night. And Mike was like, let's go to the West. <laughs> and I said, great. So we did that and we got takeout from our favorite noodle place and we put on the bathrobes and we watched House Hunters and it was awesome. And then we went out to breakfast the next morning at our favorite place. And again, like it was just like such a great time to reconnect and sleep and enjoy the fact that Penelope feels safe with other people other than Mike and I. And that we feel confident that other people other than us can take care of her. Because honestly, when it comes to people who your child loves and who love your child, the more the merrier. Mm -hmm. I do not have a need to be the only person that she's attached to. I want her to be attached to as many other adults as possible. Yeah, she only that's throws, my parenting philosophy. She only gets cranky with us, so <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and of course though. she slept through the night with the babysitter yeah, naturally. So that was a big highlight of the year, and I'm just I'm really proud of us this year. That even though it's been a really hard year, I would say actually this past year has been the hardest year of my life and the best in many ways, but like two extremes. We have done a great job of spending time together and going on dates and going places and remaining active and doing stuff. And I really like, I'm proud of us. That's for sure. I would second that. Having a child has added greatness to our life. It's added complications to life. But 
we've done a really good job of like you need taking trips or I've taken trips or I need to get away or et cetera. Like we've really done a good job of balancing that out. So we feel, you know, we've talked about this previous podcast about filling our buckets where we were nourished, each one of us individually. And I think we're doing a pretty good job with that. Nice job, so, honey. Yeah. High five. Oh, well, that was, that was horrible. Okay. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Give yourself a high five if you're in the car or wherever you're at. Ellen Follen, I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing something. You're listening. You give yourself a high Ellen five. Ellen texted me. She got the shout out on oh, the podcast. Nice. Yeah. Got it. And Amber did too. Nice. Amber was like, thanks for the shout out. See, yeah. I didn't even understand. I don't know if we did a shout out did for first names. And I was like, I don't know if we did a shout out for Robin, but I think we did just in case. We'll give a shout out to anybody that wants one. So just write in. To someone. If you're a regular listener, yeah. Well, yeah, these uh, are people cares? who I know listen to like every episode. Yeah, and if you listen to one episode, I'll give you a shout out. Kate will take care of the regular listeners. I'll do the one offs. Okay. If you want to, is it my turn? It's your it's turn, honey. Turn. Going to the CrossFit Games. I think that was a big moment. That was a highlight. That was like right when <laughs> the shit hit the fan in our relationship and business, etc. And it was good to get away. And then it was that was a prime time to leave. But then. Just going to the CrossFit Games in general, it's something I've been researching and watching videos and studying CrossFit for like four years or something. It's ridiculous. Like the amount of time I've spent doing this and said I would never do it and I would never go to a class. And I reached out in February, January, February to the gym here. And I said I was interested and I said, nope, I'll hold off. And then when I was literally sitting in the audience of the CrossFit Games, I emailed him and said, I'm ready to do it. And so I started doing CrossFit since August, basically. And that's been great. And I really enjoyed that. And so, yeah, that was a big deal. So that was fun. That was a big so deal for you. One of the you. fittest people I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's insane. Like the people that are at the top performance in the CrossFit community, it's crazy. Like these guys are, I don't know, guys and gals, guys and women, men and women. It's unbelievable. So it was like, I felt so unsexy at the CrossFit event. But you were inspired. Sense. No, I was totally inspired. But everyone there was like super hot and super like ripped. It was amazing. So anyway, that was super inspiring. And I felt really good to because it, there was also age ranges from teenagers to people that were 70, you know, competing at a very, very high level. And I you don't have that in other sports. And that's one of the biggest things that I take away from it. It's like there's people that are 65, 70, 75, 85 years old in great shape. And it's not about being ripped. It's just about being mobile and functional fitness. And that's what I noticed the biggest thing being there. And that was pretty cool. So, yeah. Nice. My next one is watching my mom be a grandmother. It's been so amazing to watch this whole side of her come out, this like really silly side. And Penelope goes crazy when my mom comes over. She gets so excited and she starts making all these noises and her she like starts wiggling and like it's just like a puppy. She's so excited when she sees my mom. And I love watching their relationship together and watching this side of my mom that, to be honest, like I didn't get to see as a kid. So it's been this very cool healing full circle thing to watch that with my mom and I'm really grateful that my mom is 10 minutes down the road and she babysits and she loves to come over and hang out with P and I know the two of them are going to be just really connected even as P gets older and it's just beautiful to watch kind of like this circle of life thing. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. 
I did my next one would be is letting go from a leadership perspective. This actually this kind of, these kind of go together, so I'm going to combine one because I thought of I need a, another one. So my number three and number six are going to be actually combined. It goes into our whole business and how great it has been to run a business with you and will continue to be. I'm really grateful for that to work with my wife slash co-founder of the Freedom Family slash business partner slash everything else. Uh, I'm just grateful that we have this opportunity to be able to do this together. And one thing that I'm really proud of is that we did this podcast Yeah. after talking about it for so long. And then even putting the pieces in place that allowed our business to grow. I think we're going to grow or maintain revenue for the past couple of years once we get our final numbers for this year. And continually working on new projects that it's like the inspiration doesn't stop or the motivation to continually do cool things doesn't stop. And I know that comes from a lot from your like your drive to continually push and move forward in a do less kind of a manner. I know it's really good for our business and I'm really happy to be a part of that. So and I also think with both of us have done really well this year as well as the past couple of years. But definitely for myself, this is one reason I wrote down is letting folks that we've hired onto our team that are working with us for them to do the work. And instead of trying, because one of the hardest things about running your own business, especially when you bootstrapped kind of your business getting off the ground, like I did. And then when Kate and I met, we did the same thing. Everything we did, everything like all the program, website development, graphic design, webinar. Believe it or not, I even know how to do some of that back end programming, which is like, so not my wheelhouse. (laughs) So it's like, you know enough where you can do something, right? You it's, know enough to completely screw yeah. up your website. <laughs> you know that too. I definitely messed up. At least up. in I deleted, my case, I'll just I say my right, case. I have our developer because I deleted like an entire website or something. I don't know. It was crazy. <laughs> so yeah. And I think that has been a huge lesson for me this year to, and we did the whole podcast on letting go and outsourcing, et cetera. But it's just letting these folks. And of course, like what is my role in the company? has changed dramatically in the last two to three years. And that's been hard in itself. But then also because it's almost like affected my identity of who I am and then what is my role now in this business and in life. So that has been a big factor this year. So that's been a big learning experience. And I think we've done it really, really well. And I can see from where we are today in business and what's going to happen in 2017 that I can visualize taking place those lessons needed to be learned and there are very, very important lessons. And we're ready for a quantum leap as a result. Yeah. That was my, and I have one more after that. Okay. My last one is, so my blog this week and the state of the union address, my state of the union address video that comes out tomorrow is on this. But basically since my book, money love story came out in 2013, to be honest, like I really haven't felt like I knew what I was doing or like I had some overall mission. Like people would ask me the question, what do you do or who's your ideal client? And I just literally never knew. And I just kept writing what I felt like writing. And we kept making things that we thought might be useful to people. But there wasn't this overall guiding vision or strategy or message or mission. And I'm really excited to say that while I can't share the details with you, we've got 
like it emerged finally. I've been waiting since 2013 to feel like I know what the frick I'm doing. And I feel like I finally do. This idea emerged kind of late October, early November. And I got to share like just right before that, you know, the universe works in amazing ways. Right before that, I got asked to speak at Wanderlust Hollywood alongside Sophia Amoroso and Danielle Laporte and Radha Agarwal and some other amazing women who I admire. And I did the talk at this amazing women entrepreneurs event. And I sort of debuted this next body of work that all of a sudden just emerged at the end of October. And that's going to really guide the ship for our company moving forward, certainly this year. And really, I can see for the years to come. And I feel like I'm just now starting to do the work I'm meant to do. And the talk was the best I've ever given. It was the first standing ovation I've ever received. Well, that's not true. But like the first like real standing ovation, where it wasn't like everyone was given a standing ovation. And yeah, that was a huge highlight of the year. I felt so amazing giving a talk that was incredibly useful. And I felt like I didn't throw it away, to be honest, for the first time ever. It was huge. So more to come on that. I think that was like planting a seed for very, very big things. And I'm really excited for you to come with me, Mike and you listener, both of you. Cool. What is it? What is what? What are you talking about? What are we going to be doing? I'm not going to say right now. Oh, okay. But the first thing is the do less experiment. So go to do less experiment.com. That's the first sort of seed of this new direction. Nice. Mm -hmm. I like that. Do less experiment.com. The it's kind of a two parter because number one, there's been some situations that have taken place in your life where you have to speak up. And where it's like, it's everyone comes to these points where you're so irritated or bothered by something in your life. And what I've noticed about you is that you will just, it like festers and it annoys you and you get bothered by it. And then you talk about it and within like the next hour or two hours, you deal with it and you take care of it, which is one reason I think I've always been attracted to you because you give me so much shit back. Right. And not in a bad way, like somebody's listening to this, but I'm just saying you're sticking up for what you believe in and what you want. And I think it's really valuable to our relationship that that happens. So I just noticed you did that, not just with me this year, because we're very open in all of our conversations, but also with other people in your life. And I think it's very, there's very few people I believe that will have those tough conversations Because I think those tough conversations that need to be had keep us small and they hold us back from getting what we actually want. When we don't have them. Yes, when we don't have them. Sorry. When we don't have those tough conversations, it keeps us from getting what we actually want. Because then we have a story that we can keep telling ourselves over and over and oh, you know, blah, 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 whatever. So I think that's something that I've recognized in you and then this past year you really did stand for yourself, which I think is what actually has led to this whole like awe speech. And then Mm -hmm. what's going to next, because it kind of opened the space up. Thanks. So yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Awesome. Well, this was fun. Thanks. I liked hearing your favorite moments and learnings and favorite frames. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Like I want to know what you guys 
what was one learning you had from this year? Yeah. So Share you can us. leave it on the comments at katenorthup.com forward slash podcast, oh. or you can leave it on social media, Instagram, yep. Facebook, Twitter. We'll be there. And as always, if you like this show, which you probably do because you listened this far, please go ahead and go to iTunes and give us a review. Let us know what you think. The more reviews, the better reviews we get, the more people get to listen to this. And we wish you the happiest, most spacious new year possible. My word for last year and the year before was spacious. And it feels so good. I'm keeping it for this year, too. So... You can join me if you feel like it. Cool. Over and out. See you guys next time. (laughs) Ever feel like you're constantly doing things but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. To learn what they are, go to katenorthrop.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.